ArchD Radio. On air and online. Subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud. Check us out on Facebook and Instagram. ArchD Radio, Life FM. ArchD 107.9, Life FM. James here with you. Hope you're having a wonderful evening. I'm here at St. Columba College with Rachel. Hey, Rachel, how are you going? All right. It's fantastic to have you on the show. Very first time. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) All good. And Ben, first time as well. How are you going, man? All right, I'm doing good. Fantastic. Well, it's great to have you on the show. It's great to actually be here at St. Columba College. It's my very first time out here. And uh, yeah, look, Google Maps, you know, I live in Flagstaff Hill. Google Maps sent me a very, Google Maps, felt a little bit like Google. <laughs> it sent me a very, let's just say, a very interesting way up to this neck of the woods. We've got lots to talk about today. We're going to be chatting about St. Columba College, this wonderful school that you guys are at. Uh, we're also going to be talking a little bit about sort of like the history of who St. Columba was. We're also going to be talking about costumes because, I mean, we've all done the costume party when we were when we were little, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We've been talking a little Just bit about this. So, and I think Rachel, your story is particularly interesting. Cassie's here too. She's going to be on in just a moment as well. Um, we were chatting a little bit. Hi, Cassie. <laughs> How are you going? Um, we were just chatting a little bit off air about St. Columba College, this school that we are here at. Now, Ben, I believe this is your very first year at the school, yeah. whereas a lot of people have been here from like, because this is not just a secondary school, but a junior school and middle school as well. This was explained to me, the fact that I actually came into the right car park when I arrived. Apparently, this was a bit of a plus <laughs> because I didn't know where I was supposed to be going. But this is actually your very first year here. Yeah. And what are your impressions of it? So you've only been here now basically just a bit over, well, two terms really, isn't it? So yeah, the two basically. the two terms. So what, what are your thoughts? How different is it from the school that you came from? Well, I can say for one thing, it's much bigger. Um, yeah. Yeah. It is big, isn't it? It's massive. For you, what, what has been the part about the school that, that you've most enjoyed? I really like some of the teachers. They can be really funny. They act serious at times, but then they just like come out with this hilarious kind of thing. <laughs> Rachel, so you're also quite new to the school as well, um, Rachel. You're in year nine now, but you started in year eight first. Was it a very different kind of environment for you from where you came from? Yeah, it was much more leafy. That was the first leafy. thing that picked, me, that picked me up. More trees than at my old school. And so a lot more leaves. Okay. That's really interesting, isn't it? That the leaves and the trees would actually stand out. Do you, are you, would you call yourself a nature person that really likes those sorts of things? Not really. I just like the shade they provide in summer. <laughs> <laughs> I know because some, some like, I remember when I was in primary school, which wasn't a very leafy environment at all. I grew up in Queensland and it's just when the sun starts to beat down really, really seriously with no cover, it's, it's a pretty intense experience when you've got to actually stay outside during recess and lunch. Yes, it is. It's very terrible. Yeah, and this is from where you came from. This is how it was. Uh, yeah, forced out there. <laughs> forced out no there into the sun. No shelter. No shade. Yep, in the boiling hotness. Access to water, though. I hope. <laughs> yes, and there was water. And camels and and just there was a playground. <laughs> <laughs> a bit dangerous though with camels, though, isn't it? Not really. They get their hooves stuck on the the monkey bars because oh, yeah. they try. Oh, oh yeah. They they try, they try very hard, but. It just doesn't work for him. Yeah. In fact, when I go on a monkey, I look very similar to a camel trying to use <laughs> It never really goes particularly well. Do they go much into the history of who St. Columba was or kind of how the school was founded or that, that sort of stuff? The first day that you come, you kind of get told a bit. And then through term two, yeah, two, you have a St. Columba day where you like learn all about him. Okay. So St. Columba day. So talk me through what a typical St. Columba day is like. 
So you come to school in your PE uniform. Okay, that's nobody, always a good start. Nobody wants to do <laughs> running around in their formal uniform. Yeah. <laughs> then, like, you know, you go to your class, get your role, and then the whole school has a big liturgy together. Okay. This year, for the first time, it was held in the gym, and not on the oval. Very okay. nice. <laughs> and then, generally, the year level split off, and you'll either do something in your class, or you'll do something, an activity that you've chosen, whether that be some sort of sport or artsy okay. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> And how is this day then relevant to the life of the school? Is it relevant in the way that it's kind of fun and celebratory or is there some deeper purpose to it? It's very celebratory and stuff like that. Yeah. Like with the St. Columba quiz that we have, St. Columba Day quiz, okay. you learn a bit more about St. Columba. And how did you do in the quiz this year? My team came fifth. Fifth, okay. Fifth. How, how many, I have to ask, how many teams were there? Uh, I think there's eight house teams. Something to strive for for next year. Are they the same <laughs> questions? Can you kind of learn them? So by the time you get no. to year 12, you're like, man, I'm all over this. No. It's like last year we had music and you, you, they play the music, but you have no lyrics. So you had to try and guess the song from just the beat. Oh, okay. That's and tricky. And this year they played the lyrics and the beat and you got to listen to 10 seconds. Okay. That's a bit different. And who was St. Columba? Why is, is this school named in his honour? Um, He was... Technically, if you want to be all technical, he would have been the first person to break copyright laws. Okay. And how did he do that? That's fantastic. Um, in the time period he was around, <laughs> you weren't allowed to rewrite the Bible. Okay. So he... He rewrote the Psalms. Okay. He rewrote them to take around and, you know, here's the Bible. This is what part of the Bible says. And so did he get in trouble for doing that or was this yes. something that he did? What he happened? He got in lots of trouble. Um, there, I don't know. There was some, at some point there was a war over it. 30 a pounds. war? There was a war. There was a small war. The copyright war. <laughs> and then, I mean, that's, that doesn't feature in the history book so much. A war over copyright just seems a little <laughs> petty, maybe. Um, and then he travelled around in a little boat called the Caracal to okay. an island called Iona, where he set up an anarchy and started spreading Christianity through Scotland. Wow. Because Ireland already had it. That's fascinating. That's great. Okay. And Cassie has joined us. <laughs> Great to have you here. First time on ArchD. You're a year nine student, is that right, Cassie? Yeah. That's great. Did you just only start last year as well, or have you been in here through primary school too? Um, started last year. Okay. We were just having a little bit of a chat about costume parties. It's something that, well, I remember them vividly. We used to do them a lot when I was little. Maybe not so much after I kind of left, you know, primary school. That'd be the memories that I really have. Would they be yours too, Cassie? Or have you done costume parties since you've left primary school? Does Halloween count, kind of? Oh, <laughs> yeah, I guess so. No, I guess that would count, wouldn't it? <laughs> Have you done that? Have you dressed up for Halloween? Yeah. Like recently? Last year. What was your character? I honestly can't remember. All I remember is dressing up. That's that's six clean months away, seven clean months away. I'm not surprised. So um, how about you, Rachel? I mean, should I ask about your experiences in primary school or are we going back way too far now to even remember anything? Uh, I remember, you know, dressing up and putting on some capes on your heads as wigs, making it look like you got hair longer than you. Okay. Okay, so this is interesting. So neither one of you has any actual strong memory of a costume that you've ever dressed up in for any costume party. Uh, I don't remember really going to costume parties. Yeah, not Not something that was strong? No. Not no. necessarily. I've been an elephant and a lion in a school production. <laughs> <laughs> and how do you feel? Do you feel that was kind of like your inner... Is that your inner animal? No. Now, everyone talks about their inner animal, don't Mine's they? Mine's a sloth. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> feeling sleep, just feeling slightly sleepy there, Cassie. Yeah. How about you? Is what's your inner animal, Rachel? If you had to choose one, um, I reckon maybe a spider. A spider. Spiders That's really freak. Terrifying. Me. <laughs> spiders yeah. really freak. <laughs> like, yeah, my inner animal. I'm actually a spider, one with very large fangs, <laughs> and that can eat birds. Very poisonous. Yeah. Very poisonous. Uh, yeah. The reason we're bringing this up is because there was an article in the news, and it's interesting, we talk about inner animal characters because what I'm essentially asking is, what is your fursona? My fursona, which is like a mixture of your furry and your persona. Your fursona. Because there is a big movement at the moment. It's in the news. This is a real thing because it's in the news, definitely, that (laughs) there is a big movement of people called furries who like to literally dress up in these kind of characters. And their fursona is uh, the character that they believe they are as an animal. That is, as a six-foot animal dressed in artificial fur if that could be counted as such a thing. There's some that literally do do it as kind of like um, sort of like costume things like Comic-Con and, and, and those kind of festivals and, and conventions where people literally get dressed up. But quite often it's literally people dressing up as the kind of inner animal that they believe they are. But here's the thing. This is a really big deal because literally they're not doing this with crepe paper, paper mache and a little bits of masking tape. They are doing it seriously paying a lot of money and some of these costumes can go up to like five grand so cassie i would ask you if you had the opportunity now to actually have this experience to dress up as that character you dressed up for halloween whatever that was no one will ever know because it's all been lost in the sands of time but if you had the opportunity to dress up as anything and you got given a five thousand dollar budget to say there you go go to town what would it be a crab a crab (laughs) So, how big? Are we talking like the giant crab or lobster at Kingston down in the southeast? Big? Have you ever seen that? Um, no, the but giant- I've heard the song Rock Lobster. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're just going to dress up as Sebastian people. <laughs> Sebastian from Little Mermaid. You know, the one that sings? I've no, I don't. I never saw the film. What is Sebastian? He's, He's a, a crab. crab. Okay. <laughs> he likes to sing. Okay, so look, what we're going to have to do, though, is we're going to have to then split the money because I've only got $5,000. Only. <laughs> Hypothetically speaking, if you both want to go as crabs, I'm not going to give you $5,000 each to both be crabs. No, nah, no, nah, it's, it's okay. I'll go as a glittery person. The glittery person. And <laughs> okay. With <laughs> Why don't you manage to speak a disco dog- ball or something? And maybe a dog tail. So, okay, so you're going as a kind of a weird mixture between a disco ball, a rabbit, and a dog. Yeah. And this is your inner furry character. Yes. It sounds like something out of some strange... Well, I, at home, um, I make this stuff called magic bean cake, which is like... Uh, it's called magic bean cake because it's made with kidney beans, right? Red kidney beans. Um, and if you mix red kidney beans with cocoa... All it does is intensify the cocoa flavour. So it goes instantly super chocolatey. It's weird. It's this kind of chemical reaction that actually happens. But the downside of that is if you eat it too late in the day, you have these amazingly weird dreams. So I'm pretty sure I saw a character similar (laughs) to the one that you're referring to. I went up to a bus stop, asked it for the time. Um, they told me what the time was and then mentioned, oh, excuse me, are you by happen to be a mixture between a glitter ball, a bunny and a dog? And they said yes. And then yeah. grew a propeller and flew away into a direction of a giant paddle pop castle out in the sky. <laughs> and I thought, my, my paddle- makes perfect sense. <laughs> my paddle pop castle is delicious, by the way. Is it really? Yes. So you can live is. in it and eat it. Yes. <laughs> as, as I eat it, it replaces itself. 
Well, that's what you want. A self-perpetuating <laughs> paddle pop castle. Perfect. This is Father Rob Gallia. This is Laura Cassi from MasterChef. Hi, this is Genevieve Bryant. Hi, this is Steve Angrisano. And you're listening to ArchD Radio. ArchD Radio, Life FM. I had a wonderful opportunity to catch up with Talia, Isaac, and Corey. Now, these are guys working for the YCS, the Young Christian Students. They're based out of Cardine College. I had a chance to catch up with them a couple of weeks ago. Here's what happened. Okay, so... I am here at Cardine College with someone who is definitely no stranger to RHD audiences, Talia Sully. How are you going, Talia? Yeah, good. Thank you, James. Going well. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Now, Talia, you are here, you're back here at Cardine. You were here last year in Year 12. You were, of course, at the RHD Awards earlier this year as well to win the In the Spirit Awards. So congratulations. We haven't had a chance to chat to you since then. No, we haven't. But thank you so much. It was such an honour. It was amazing. Thank you. Oh, thanks very much. But you're back here now at Cardine in a different capacity. Can you tell us a little bit about what you're doing here at the moment? Yeah, sure. So I am now working for Cardine and the students in the YCS group, so young Christian students. So um, my role is to challenge, support and guide them and help them out with seeing, judging and acting upon their realities and their injustices in society, which they're trying to look at. Now, working for YCS, this is definitely not a new thing for you. This is something that you've been involved with for a while. How did you first get involved in YCS yourself? Um, so I was approached by um, someone named Elise Scanley, who was um, the coordinator of YCS at the time. And as we're at Cardine College, she thought it was appropriate that I join YCS because um, it was begun with Joseph Cardine. Um, so, yeah, that was about four years ago. And you have since, you're being very humble because you've since become, you've risen up through the ranks of YCS. What are you currently doing with YCS at the moment? Um, so now I'm currently working for them. So I'm working for the students and yeah, I work for Adelaide as well. So keeping the diocese YCS. And <laughs> now you've got some students here who are involved in the YCS program, one of which is Isaac. How are you going, Isaac? Good, thank you. How are you? I'm very well. Great to have you here on RHD today. Can you tell us a little bit about your involvement um, with YCS? When did you first start getting involved? So I started about a month ago when I was approached by Talia. I had no idea what it was about, but I've since went to all the meetings and I guess got an idea about it and they've approached me to be an exec member for the Adelaide Diocese, which I'm doing now. And what was it about YCS that appealed to you that made you want to get involved in it? I liked how it was like run by students and it was like its own little community, I guess, and how we're doing it for a cause, which is climate justice, which I'm very passionate about the environment. And yeah, that's absolutely fantastic. Corey is here as well. Hey, Corey, how are you going? I'm good. Thanks. So you're now involved in YCS. Did you get started this year as well? Yes, I did. I got started about two, three weeks ago. Now, is the, the, the issues that Isaac was talking about, is this something that's, that's quite close to your heart, something that, that you really care about? Yes, it is. There's, I, I joined this group with the intention of doing good in the environment as a general. Just all, all problems have really been something I wanted to help. Do you think this is something actually working in these particular kind of areas? Is this something that all students should really be doing or something that they should be more aware of? Do you think that um, students find out enough about these kind of issues that are actually facing the planet at the moment? I think there is a lot of news about this going around, but the students sort of, they'll get it, but they'll sort of ignore it at the same time thinking it's not their problem. So if we, they don't get it forced upon them, not, not forced, but like put in front of their faces and shown, they sort of just brush it off to the side and 
don't think twice about it. Why do you think that is? Well, most kids are more like, if it's not in their face and they're not seeing it, they don't think it's really there. They're more connected. Uh, if uh, Social media, if it's not real and they don't see it, they look more on social media. If there's big news about it, they go, oh, this is huge. We actually need to help this. So... So, and what what can you guys do? What can we all do to try to get people more aware of this stuff? Is it just about trying to raise the issue through social media or are there other things that can be done, do you think? There's always different ways of showing the problems as such. So the news as a general, if it's on there, everyone's going to be able to see it. It's going to eventually pop up on social media. But even walking down the street with a like a sign saying like, pollution is a problem and then or going through the streets with a group of students and picking up rubbish even helps the tiny bit and people start joining in uh now talia can you give us a bit of an idea about the sort of plans that you've got for this new ycs group here for the rest of the year so currently YCS in Adelaide are working with Catholic Mission um, in a bit of a partnership, um, which is amazing and really beneficial and the students and Catholic Mission are really excited about it. Um, and we've got a big action happening right now too about climate change and climate justice, um, which the students are working on and they've got a super cool factual document which is going around. And where can more people find more information about YCS if they want to look it up? Um, so there's uh, the AYCS website, so AYCS.com, um, which you can go to and see more information there. Thank you, Talia. Thank you, Isaac. Thank you, Corey. And best of luck. I just want to have a quick chat about the new Facebook page for the Catholic Office for Youth and Young Adults. I can't believe it's taken us this long to have one. We've had one for RHD for ages, of course, which I'm sure everyone is a member of. If you're not, jump onto Facebook, look for RHD Radio. And while you're there, uh, there'll be a link for the Catholic Office for Youth and Young Adults page, which is also known as COIA for short. On this page, we really want to document everything that's happening with youth ministry around the Archdiocese of Adelaide and beyond. Uh, So anything that you have, events that you're putting on, all of your news, all of your experiences, all that kind of stuff, jump on there, let us know about it, and also have a look at the other things that have been put on there as well. So wonderful stuff there. Also, while we're talking social media, I'm sure you're aware that we are on literally every platform imaginable. RHD Radio is on Facebook, on Instagram, on iTunes and SoundCloud. We've got podcasts up there as well of our shows. So jump on there, subscribe, and check out everything that we've got on offer through RHD Radio as well. It's been fantastic having you with us this evening. I'd like to say huge thanks to all the students from St. Columba College and Cardine College who were on the show tonight. Fantastic show. Thanks to all of their help. We are here every Wednesday night from 9, every Saturday night from 10. Stay tuned to Life FM for more of your music. ArchD is a production of the Catholic Office for Youth and Young Adults. My name is James. I'll see you in a few days. Bye.